Spoiler Season with us. New cards. Welcome to the final episode of Spoiler Season Hour of Devastation. Uh, so so devastating. I, I know. I mean, to be fair, a lot of devastation. So yeah. much devastation. I think there will be a lot of devastation. I do too. Uh, so thanks to Flipside Gaming. You can check them out at flipsidegaming.com and New England Comics. You can find them at NEC Coolidge on Facebook uh, for their support of this podcast. So we're going to jump right in because we got a whole bunch of spoilers to go through. So, Katie, we're going to start off with Apocalypse Demon. Uh, Apocalypse Demon is Black Black 4. It is a star star demon with flying. Uh, and its power and toughness are each equal to the number of cards in your graveyard. At the beginning of your upkeep, tap Apocalypse Demon unless you sacrifice another creature. What do you think of this one? Huh. Well, I... So, obviously not a constructed card. Um, expensive you know, questionable. You have to do a lot of work to turn it on. In terms of limited, I'm not sure how difficult it's going to be to have that power and uh, the a good number of cards in your graveyard. Because if you're playing this on turn six, like, sure, maybe you've had a couple creatures die. Um, but it could be six for, like, a 2-2. <laughs> and then you have to sack things to, to keep it untapped, which makes it bigger, to be fair, because you're sacrificing. Right. But, like, it dr- maybe that other stuff itself. is just... Better. I think this is a good late game threat um, because I think that oftentimes when boards get clogged, uh, you'll be able to just start dumping your useless creatures that aren't doing anything anymore into your graveyard to fuel this. Um, you can dump embalm things into the graveyard, attack, and then embalm them and bring them back. Um, and uh, keep in mind too, this doesn't just count creatures; it counts instants and sorceries and lands as well. So if That's you're running true. deserts or you're running, uh, you know, a high uh, instant sorceries count. Um, all those things uh, will do the trick as well. Um, and I, I like this. It's flying for uh, presumably a pretty big body. And I don't think the downside is too substantial and limited because I don't think it's going to take too many hits from this card to really wreck, finish out, close out the game, I should say. Yeah. That's Apocalypse Demon. Our next card is Traveler's Amulet. This is one mana for an artifact. You can pay one, sacrifice Traveler's Amulet, search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Okay. I, I guess sometimes in Limited you want some fixing. This is not the very worst fixing, but it's two mana to get a basic land to your hand, so it's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean... But it's, you know, if you need it... If you're trying to do do that splasheroni, little splasheroo, I'm a fan. Uh, I would I would play this. Like you're right, it's not an exciting card, but uh, particularly if you're not in green and you'd like to splash a color, yeah. this is a common. Right. Um, so you're able to actually be able to because oftentimes in in Amonkhet, if you wanted to go three colors or splash other color, one of you had, to yeah, you had to be playing green right. in order to splash uh, other colors. Yeah. So Traveler's Amulet kind of opens that up a little bit and gives you the ability if you pick these highly or get a good number of them sealed to uh, fix your mana base a little bit better. Right. Not exciting, but serves a role. Yeah. What's the next card? Our next card is Wall of Forgotten Pharaohs. This is two mana for a 0-4 wall with Artifact Defender. creature wall. Artifact creature wall, yes. Um, Defender, and you can tap it to deal one damage to target player. Activate it only if you control a desert or if there's a desert in your graveyard. Yeah. I, like, I like it. Like, I mean, again, you have to be in the kind of deck that... You don't want to attack with this. It's really just a blocker. But the nice thing is you can block, and then at the end of their turn, after it's blocked, you can tap and deal a damage. Yeah, we've seen these cards get played uh, in limited. Uh, these really cheap 
zero fours or zero fives or like one four one five like sometimes that's just what you're in the market for you want to be able to maybe post board you want to be able to uh, kind of delay the really aggressive decks if that's what you're playing against or other times you're just playing a deck that wants to doesn't have a lot of action isn't really attacking early and you just want to drag out the game a little bit yeah. uh, to get to your your bigger threats and this card is going to allow you to do that so again this isn't a card that you're like oh yes i got a wall of forgotten pharaohs right. i can play two of these in my limited pool but like depending on what your deck is trying to do it's a it's a role player yeah um and the ability to tap and ping if you have a critical mass of deserts you know it's it's pretty pretty decent like it's a pretty decent upside i think yeah i mean and we have deserts at common and uncommon and I don't oh. rare, but yeah, we have a. There's a lot Common of deserts, particularly so in this set. Yeah, they're they're running around. Yeah, uh, our next card, wow, so disappointing because I know a lot of people, myself included, uh, were really hoping for a reprint of Crumbling Necropolis, uh, which is the Grixis Tapland from uh, Alara, and instead, because that would allow, for example, blue red to much more easily splash black uh, for mm -hmm. Nicol Bolas and Standard. Instead, we have Crypt of the Eternals. When it enters the battlefield, you gain a life. So relevant. Yeah. So there's great upside. Doesn't come in untapped. It does come in. Uh, I'm sorry. You mean doesn't, doesn't come, come in tapped. tapped? It does come in untapped, yep. which is nice. Uh, you can tap it for a colorless mana. You can pay one and tap it to add blue, black, or red to your mana pool. So it's really just filtering. And it's it's like a not a great filter land. It's not a desert doesn't make any color uh we saw in other formats recently that like this exact same land without the life gain um that could make any color didn't even really see much play so uh certainly this is not for constructed and in limited i don't even think this card is very good unfortunately would you pick it if you got a bolus planeswalker um probably like uh i mean it, honestly though if i could find better fixing I would take that first because I, I think that this card is. is would that you bad. take the one mana artifact that yeah. you pay one to sack over this? I would, I would because like it's so important that you hit your colors. And the problem with these colorless lands is that uh, like early on, like yes, you're using this to splash for let's say black. If you want to use this to splash for black, but early on you're like you don't have blue and red because this is a colorless land and you don't have time to like you know, basically go down a mana in order to fix your mana, uh, then you're going to lose before you even get to the splash. Yeah. So you're, I don't know, I'm, I've never been in love with these kinds of cards. I prefer uh, fixing that is not like a filter land, uh, a, a bad filter land. The old, yeah. filter, real filter lands are awesome. Yeah. Uh, so our next card is also a land. It's Dunes of the Dead. This is a desert. Uh, it's a land. Mm -hmm. And you can tap it for a colorless mana. And when Dunes of the Dead is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. So this is awesome because this is finally, and it's at uncommon, so you're not going to see a ton of them, but you'll be able to pick them up uh, if, if you really want them. Um, this is the like payoff for that desert stuff that we've been seeing, where all these cards are like, sacrifice a desert, and they're all on deserts. So you're like, oh, basically you're just going to oh. sacrifice yourself. But now you can sacrifice this, and you get a zombie. Yeah, okay, that looks great. I was like... This has no way of sending itself to the graveyard. Yeah. I don't get the second clause. But you're right. We've seen a whole bunch of things that say, or the, it's the other desert, right? The cycle of deserts that say, sacrifice a desert. Right. And we've also seen cards that care about having deserts in the battlefield or graveyard. Mm -hmm. So this this card is uh, is very nice all around. Uh, oh, I think that if you have some desert synergy, some ways to sack this, go in. Go in on it because it's, it's pretty cool. Totally. Yeah. Our next card is three mana for Manalith. 
This is an artifact that you can pay. Sorry, not pay anything. Just tap it and add a mana of any color to your mana pool. I like it. I like it too. This, uh, this again, is good ramp. Yeah, this is not only fixing, but it's ramp. Uh, yeah. Unlimited. And yeah, like, again, you've had things like uh, Weaver of Currents mm-hmm. uh, or you, the uh, other one, the two mana one. Uh, that can kind of fix your mana if you are already in green. Right. But this is nice because now we have these options to kind of splash a color if mm-hmm. you're not in green or even do do some light ramping uh, outside of <sighs> green as well, even though yeah. usually you will be doing your ramping in green. Definitely. Um, but yeah, nice. It's a nice card to exist in the limited format. I'm, I'm happy that it's here. Absolutely. Our next card is three mana for Grave Abomination. This is a, an artifact creature horror. Ooh. So it won't be uh, bounced by those some spikes thing in the, in the ice flips. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, it's a 3-1, and whenever it attacks, exile target card from defending player's graveyard. So, I don't know about this. It's 3 mana for 3-1, and then on turn 4 you're swinging for 3, so you're hoping that it trades with something uh, and yeah. uh, like you're exiling something from their great you gotta card. be pretty aggressive to want this card um yeah. i think that the it's a slow aggressive text... card what it's not even swinging till turn four we have three ones that are for like two mana um do we have in this yeah one? aren't the um the cheetahs the green one Aren't they? Yeah, it's a green one for a three one. I mean, this goes in any. This is colorless. Yeah. I'm just. I like. I'm saying you need to be really aggressive to want this card at all. Yeah. This card is bad. Yeah. Um, and the text on it doesn't matter. Uh, because yeah. like, you're, you don't want to pay three mana to exile. Like none of the, or I should say, very few of the aftermath or embalm cards are worth playing a three mana three one that has to attack to. Yeah, I I I would pass on this card. Yep. Next, we have Dagger of the Worthy. This is two mana for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two plus so and has afflict one, uh, and you can pay two for its equip cost. Huh. I, I feel a little torn about this. I'm kind of into it for aggressive decks, but it's it's a little slow. Like, two to cast, two to equip, but the, the front end pump and the afflict. I like just sweet. throwing that yeah. on creature after creature after creature as they, like, hit the graveyard. Yeah, I really like it. I think that uh in a decks that want to be attacking this is really nice um and not even like not necessarily even in the really hyper like red black hyper aggressive or red white decks um but even something like if you're in like blue white flyers like this card is really nice because this is just it's reasonably costed it's you know two man up front and then two man whenever you want to equip it uh for plus two plus so and like sure it has a flicked one um but i think the plus two plus so is is really nice and there will be games closed out i'll tell you by they're at two life, you equip it, swing, they're going to take one. Next turn, equip it, swing, they're going to take... Like, you will be able to close out games with that. Um, but the equip cost, I think, is really reasonable for plus two, plus zero, oh, plus afflict. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy to play this. Uh, not in, like, high amounts, but if I'm looking to hit a little bit harder, particularly in the air, then I'm all, I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm on board. Now you think, uh, you think you're worthy to play the stagger, Katie? Uh, I, you know, Maybe. Our next card is Obelisk Spider. This is black-green one for a 1-4 spider. Mm. It has reach. Whenever Obelisk Spider deals combat damage to a creature, put a minus one, minus one counter on that creature. Whenever you put one or more minus one, minus one counters on a creature, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Uh, this is awesome. This is great. It's it's great by itself. Uh, three mana for a 1-4. It's fine rate. has reach. 
Uh, additionally, it deals damage and then also puts minus one encounters on it and then also drains life. And then if you get this in the deck that cares about counters, uh, it's insane. Like, you're going to yeah. be able to, with Hapatra and with uh, all those cards from Amaket that, like, dump minus one, minus one counters on your own stuff, um, really strong. This, this is, is really minus one counters card. on their stuff, though. No, on any creature. Whenever on you put, that creature. Whenever you put one or more minus one, minus one counters on a creature. Oh, 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 the second part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So I, that's the part that you care about in the synergy deck and the, yeah. where you're all in yeah. on the counters. Uh, yeah, this card is, is really strong and it's a really good addition uh, to that minus one, minus one green, black deck. Yeah, I mean, I would play this in pretty much any green deck, uh, green, black deck, because, you know, one of the things that anyone who plays green pretty often can tell you is you die to flyers. It's super, super frustrating. So reach creatures are really important. This is an awesome one. And if it blocks a flyer, it kind of just deals two damage and the four toughness is really... Uh, yeah, and it, it's I good mean, against most permanently flyers. reduces the flyer's power. Yeah. It's really strong. <sighs> really strong. Yeah, Obelisk Spider, a high pick. Yeah. A high pick for me. Uncommon. I like it. Yeah. What's our next card? Quarry Beetle. It's green four for a four or five insect. When it enters the battlefield, you may return target land card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, this is fine. Like, yeah. there's just some, you'll have some cycling cards or some deserts in your graveyard, yeah. and like, this kind of ramps you a little bit. Um, I think you like this will usually be a five mana four five, uh, but in the instance where you are going to have some reason to have like multiple lands in your graveyard, um, I think this card gets significantly better um, yeah. because it's nice to be able to get that. But at the same time, you're playing it on turn five, so it brings you from like presumably five to six mana, um, and for the next turn it would be seven mana. So it only really ramps you a teeny bit at a point in the game where you're already, already. pretty good on land. So. I don't. Uh, this is not like my favorite card, uh, but it has has some utility, I think, and um, the body is reasonable for five mana. Like sometimes you'll play it. Um, yeah, I, I feel better about it in a deck where you have deserts that you're sacking for value, because then you bring one of those back and you can sack it again and get value again. Yeah. But, eh. Yeah, I think that that's really really is where it's going to shine. It's not just like trying to ramp you by right. one, but it's going to provide some kind of value by sacking deserts repeatedly. Yeah. Next, we have Rampaging Hippo. This is green, green, four for a five, six hippo. <laughs> it has trampling and cycling, too. I, I like simple, yep. strong. Simple, strong, get rid of it when you don't need it. And so I think trample down. is like, I mean, all evasion is really important and yep. limited, but trample is just great and green, and this is like your classic big creature. Six power, uh, sorry, six toughness is great. Um, it's going to block a lot of stuff, and it means that when it's attacking... Uh, even if they're, it's, they're going to have like a decently difficult time killing it. Um, and I, the fact that it has cycling is nice. So this is, I think this is just a all around solid green common. Um, next card is Tenacious Hunter. This is green, green two for a four, four crocodile. <laughs> as long as a creature has a minus one, minus one counter on it, Tenacious Hunter has vigilance and death <gasps> touch. Oh, this card is good. You really like it. Oh my gosh. I mean, look at wow. it. It's four mana for four four, right yeah. on curve. And then it can be vigilant and death touch if you have any sort of minus one counter synergy or if your opponent happens to be running Splendid Agony or anything else that puts money. I mean, this could be four mana for a four four vigilant death touch crocodile. This I love. This I just I love. like I just like the like that crocodile is like gazing out in the art. He's just confidently like surveying the land, knowing that he's gonna just wreck. Yeah. It's gonna wreck everything. Yeah. Yeah. Four like and it's uncommon. So you'll be able to pick it up. 
Yep. And four mana for four four is a very solid rate. Totally. Plus, this ability is insane. Oh my god! You get yeah, to attack it seems super and block. Easy to like, turn on. yeah, because the thing is, like, sometimes you're like, oh, I have my rats, my one one death touch thing. <laughs> like, oh, I can ping a little bit, but like, otherwise, I kind of just have to block with it. Like, hold it back on block to discard attacking. This gets to do both. This gets to like pressure. Uh, an attack when it when it, it's advantageous to do so, and otherwise you get to hold it back and like kill anything. Oh, yeah. yeah, this card is really good. Also, you can surprise people if you want. You could attack first, and if you have any way of putting instant speed minus one counters on your own stuff, you could give it death touch. Like yeah, instant speed after they've declared their blocks or something. I mean, I love this. Yeah. I just love this. <laughs> Big fan. Hoping hoping to see some of these in the pre-release. Hoping hoping to play them. All right. I don't want to play against them. Yeah, I want to play good. them. Here's another card. I'm sure you. Uh, be excited about katie yeah this is overcome green green three for sorcery creatures you control get plus two plus two and trample till end of turn great we got a got our overrun for limited <laughs> literally uh, like rhymes overcome overrun does definitely does not rhyme it's really close nope this is the kind of rhyme that rappers use overcome overrun it's close. i mean like maybe I, what rap are you listening to good kind the good kind what okay well i i disagree i don't think it rhymes uh but i think it's really good i think that like this is the kind of card you like to run one of and you just win the game when you cast it like obviously yeah. it's not good when you're behind terrible these cards never are no uh it's not an instance you can't use it defensively but it's not supposed to be uh right. this is like a way to break through a stall board it's a way to close out a game uh in an aggressive deck like if you're in green, I think it's usually correct to, to run one of these. Yeah, I mean, that's usually what you're trying to do in green is overrun, get bigger, trample through. like, And and if you're in green and you're grindy, which you probably are, then this is the kind of thing that... Yeah, that... I th- and I think you want to overcome the temptation to run more than one of these. Yeah. Uh, unless you like know that you're real, you really want to see this because you know the game is going to grind. Otherwise, just stick with running one. Yeah. What's next? Our next card is Harrier Naga. This is green two for a three three. That's it. It's just three for a three three. Good rate. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Fill the curve. It's on curve. Solid solid. Fits. Good. Nice. Next we have Gift of Strength. This is green one instant. Target creature gets plus three plus three and gains reach until end of turn. Uh, as far as pump spells goes, this is a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, two mana for the pump on both the front and back end, uh, plus the reach. Um, seems like this is, might be a little bit more of a defensive uh, spell mm-hmm. in terms like it, it has the ability to be used defensively because it's going to protect the creature uh, and also let you block flyers. But at the same time, like I could to- like aggressive decks will totally play this like because of it just pumps uh, plus three uh, for two mana. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's I like a it. reasonable rate. I would play it. Next we have frilled sandwalla. <laughs> He's what got is, his little frills up. He's yeah, trying to be well, aggressive. He's, he's a little lizard. Green yeah. for a 1-1 one, one lizard. Uh, and it you can pay green one, <laughs> and you can give the little frilled Sandwalla plus 2 plus 2 till end of turn, but you can only activate his ability once. Yeah, warning. Turn. This is not a mana sink. He's just a little Sandwalla. He yeah, can only sandwalla. become a 3-3. Three, three. But I'm still really happy. Well... You're really happy? I don't know about that. I hate 1-1s. I know one you're a really ones. happy person, but... I know. I hate 1-1s. One I like that you can you hate pump one this. Ones? Do you hate that Crypt Breaker Don't do Katie? anything. Uh, yeah, uh, there was a there was a second clause oh. that don't do anything. Oh, sorry. Crypt Breaker sorry. 
is the best. Cripburger is the best. Cripburger is pretty good. Cripburger is awesome. This, is this card close to Cripburger? This is in nowhere Power near. Level? No, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Not even limited is it close uh, to Cripburger. Cripburger doesn't have frills like this, Katie. I know. I know. No one's even scared of Cripburger. Needs to uh, learn from this little Walla. Honestly, like, I kill it on sight. It's pretty scary. Yeah, but it doesn't have frills, so how doesn't do you know frills. to be afraid? Uh, that's fair. It is a zombie. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it's kind of scary. Freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I've changed my mind. I don't like this anymore. I just don't like 1-1s. One I like that it can be a 3-3, three, three, but you have to pump it to be a 3-3. Three, three. And by the time yeah. you have extra mana to pump it to be a 3-3, three, three, a 3-3 three, three is already outclassed by everything on the yeah. board. That's the problem. Is like, uh, on the one hand, if this did not have the activate this ability only once each turn clause, uh, this card would be really oh. strong because mana sinks are always good. Yep. Uh, but the fact that it does uh, is exactly what you said. Like, it's going to be outclassed quickly. Um, I think if you are in the market for a one drop and you, you're looking for like a cheap creature to kind of fill out your curve, then this is fine. Um, but yeah. that's it. I mean, I feel like you don't even always need to fill out the one drop slot. No, you don't. So I I would be pretty not not eager at all to take this. Um, I think maybe maybe in an aggro deck like maybe yeah it's decent like going turn one this and then turn two swing for three uh is gonna be yeah, able but to then you're not adding to your board you're right you're not you're, you're spending not. all your turn two just making a yeah. three three i yeah. mean which is you know that's a su substantial hit but uh, yeah i don't know i don't know next is bitter bow sharpshooters or bitter bow i assume yeah. they are archers so yeah uh green four for a four four jackal archer with vigilance and reach oh i like it yep five for a four four is okay and vigilance uh and reach are nice so, you know, this guy is going to be outclassed a little bit by other stuff on board and is not the most exciting card, but, like, if you don't have a lot of strong, you know, creatures in the 5-drop slot, uh, this guy will fill out your curve to do that. And, uh, vigil like, the Reach, I think, is, is going to be more relevant than the Vigilance, uh, though the Vigilance is, is still nice. Um, yeah, so I, I'm never going to be ex super excited to play this card, uh, but it is fine. Yeah, I, I still think this is the kind of super solid creature that you like in green. Super solid? I, just like... I don't know if it's super fine. solid. He's fine. Um, it's very fine. Yeah, but like, you know, if you have the overcome effect, it's a 6-6 six, six trample. I'm not saying that you always have that, but I'm saying this is the kind of creature that you are happy to have when you have some sort of overcome effect like that. I'm happy to have overcome with uh, any creatures. Any, any creature, like <laughs> any. I mean, as long as I have a lot of them, I'm fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But yeah. So next we have devotee of strength. This is green two for a three two naga wizard. You can pay green four and target creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn. What do you think of this green creature? Mm. Well, I like the flexibility that the five mana pump can go on itself or on other creatures you control, and it's repeatable. Yeah. Of course, five mana is a very expensive pump, so you're probably not going to be able to do it more than once in a turn, but yeah. but I do really like... I, I like it. Um, I do, too. The yeah. body's, the body's the reasonable. Body's, yeah. Um, three mana for three, two. Uh, but the fact that it takes to pump any creature means that you can use this to screw up combat, you can use it to uh, get yeah. extra damage through, and in the late game, this does give you something to do with your lands, um, I've certainly had 10 lands out in limited before. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I like this. I think this is a nice card for green, particularly if you are running the kind of ramp cards that, that we've seen. Yep. Next we have Dune Diviner. 
This is green two for a two three Naga Cleric. And you can pay one, tap and untap Desert you control, and you gain a life. That is so weird. Yeah. I, it is a little weird. I think that's kind of weird, but um, I don't know. I, I don't think life gain is that important, so I'm sort of evaluating this as three for a two three, which is mm, not a great rate. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't love it. I think if you have a lot of deserts, it's fine. Uh, I will <laughs> yeah. say, I will say, this card combos hard with the horse guy. Wow. Yeah, you can you can horse around with the Dune Diviner. This oh, thing is yeah. gonna yeah every turn give you an indestructible uh, horsey. So horsey, pretty cool, pretty yeah. cool. Next we have Feral Prowler. This is green one for a cat that has one power and three toughness. When Feral Prowler dies, draw a card. I don't know about uh, this. Yeah, here's the thing that's iffy about this is this needs a little bit more power, I think, to be good. I'd rather have yeah. to have more power than toughness because uh, if you want to really get card advantage off of this, you want this to trade with something. So it dies, kills a creature, draws you a card, replaces itself with something like a you know worse rogue refiner. But with one power, this is basically <laughs> green one, like block, like you know gain two life because you're gonna or you know three life because you're blocking some creature. And then just like cantrip itself. So I, I don't I don't like this card very much. Yeah. Um, again, I, if you're in the market for a blocker, go ahead. But it's not my favorite. Yeah. And maybe you are if you're going to some of the bigger green stuff. But I, I wish it were a blocker that could trade better. Because it, it wants to die. So you, yep. you want to trade. Absolutely. Next we have Beneath the Sands, Green 2 Sorcery. Search your library for a basic land card. Put it onto the battlefield tabs. And then shuffle your library. And this card cycles for two mana. Do you like this? I do like it if you're ramping to something. I think it's kind of funny that it has cycling for just one fewer mana than its own mana cost. Yeah. I I guess in the late game... Yeah, you, you don't, don't want to land, right? You yeah. want to spell. Um, I still think it's pretty funny, though, because if you're like stuck on two lands, like, oh, man, I really need a land. I guess I'll cycle beneath the sands. I that could get me lands. more lands. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is funny, um, but I do like, like these kinds of cards are only good... Early. early right yeah, so late the cycling helps it a lot um right. and this is also not just a way to ramp a little bit but also to fix your colors in green true right because i mean green has no problem with that there's so many green ways to fix your colors right, right. but true but true this is another one yeah. a new one and it's at common so what's next katie our next card is oh ambuscade sure ambuscade uh, i like ambuscade ambuscade green two for an instant Target creature you control gains plus one plus zero until end of turn. It deals damage equal to its power to target creature and opponent's controls. Ooh. Good green removal. One-sided fight. Yep. I like. Um, I Yeah, this is, in fact, it's one, an instant. Two, it's one-sided fight. And three, it actually pumps the creature by a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, I think this is about as good as green's removal is going to get, particularly at common. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm a big fan of this card. I think that particularly if you're not in like red, white, or black for good removal, then this is something you definitely want to be running. Uh, you know, we saw Cartouche be uh, pretty strong in oh, Amicat, yeah. though like Cartouche obviously stuck around and gave Trample. Um, but even if it, you know, it didn't like the first mode is still is still pretty good. So definitely. Um, the other thing kind of differentiating this from Cartouche is the fact that this is an instant, which means that uh, you can kind of blow out people if they try to do something right yeah or nice. if they're if you don't have any creatures that um line up well with theirs yeah. you can block put some damage on a creature and then fight that's pretty sure. bad that's like 
three for winning. This is also though. This is also a way to make sure like this combo is right. All these cards do with death touch. Yeah. Where if you have a death touch threat and you cast this, it's gonna just be a kill spell. As long as they, you have to be careful because like if they kill your creature that you're gonna make fight, right? Um, then then you're just you got two for one, and that's not uh, where you want to be. So that was our last green card. Uh, We're moving on to red now, and our first red card is Thorned Moloch. Uh, and this is red two for a two two lizard with prowess, prowess, and uh, it has first strike as long as it's attacking. So first of all, I don't understand how this is prowess. Like prowess, things are usually like wizards. Wizards. Uh, so this, I'm gonna pretend that this lizard is a wizard because wizard I lizard. want that type line. Yeah. I want creature wizard lizard or lizard wizard. He looks like a wise lizard. He looks like maybe that's the issue. Wise lizard wizard. <laughs> uh, that's that's what I personally want to see. I'm going to be calling him Lizard Wizard anytime I cast him. Uh, and in terms of playability, I really like this a lot. Uh, this obviously wants to be attacking, Definitely. and the, the first strike in combination with Prowess makes this like impossible to block. They never know. They just never know yeah. if it's going to get bigger. Yeah. Uh, and like with pump spells, even better. Yeah. Like yeah, this card I really like this. Uh, the three mana two two. With, like, substantial upside, a common, um, I'm a fan of this card for red. Totally. What's next? Our next card is Puncturing Blow. This is red, red, two for sorcery. Deals five damage to target creature. If that creature would die this turn, exile it instead. So uh, the art is displaying the Puncturing Blow that uh, Samut deals to the Scorpion God, Uh. I think. So this does kill the Scorpion God. Uh, We will note it actually kills all the gods. Um... And, powerful blow. Oh, it's it punctures. Let me mm. tell you. Uh, yeah. What, one thing that we're we can we'll, we'll start to notice here: the removal is really good in this set. Um, there's a lot of removal at common that is like very strong um, in turn. Like it's going to answer something pretty unconditionally. Five damage is going to deal with most threats outside of like green's top end. Uh, so I like this card. It is expensive and it's a sorcery and it requires double red. These are all. I think real downsides, but honestly, if you're in red uh, and you don't have anything like this, is just a good removal spell in red. I would play it happily. Definitely, five Four damage mana. is really substantial. Absolutely, for red. I mean, we saw like you know demolition, whatever that card is. Uh, that was black, black two sorcery, kill a creature, and it was it a sorcery? I think it was. I think so. Yeah, it also killed vehicles, which made it a little better. Oh yeah. Um, but that card was great, uh, and I expect that this card will be similarly great. Definitely. Our next card is Firebrand Archer. This is red one for a 2-1 human archer. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, it deals one damage to each opponent. It's fine. Yeah. It's a little lackluster, honestly. Two for a 2-1, I'm never excited about, especially if it doesn't have haste or uh, some other like prowess or upside. Uh, and in blue-red, like the blue-red spell's archetype, I don't know, like this is an okay card, and like it feels like it goes in that archetype, but I honestly think it's really weak, even for that archetype. Yeah, I think the thing is, even in that archetype, I feel like you have to be a fairly creature-based deck because it is limited. I mean, you can go a lot heavier on spells, but this is a 2-1. Yeah, and, and the creatures you do play, I think you you have better options than this yeah. for creatures that care about spells. Yeah, I agree. Next is Granitic Titan. This is Red Red 4 for a 5-4 Elemental with Menace and Cycling 2. Uh, this is a... You know, big dumb guy. Uh, six mana for a 5-4 isn't great. Menace makes it better. Uh, mm-hmm. Oftentimes you'll be able to trade this for two other threats. And the fact that it cycles is nice. Um, but this is not my favorite, like, top end, like, red card. 
Yeah. It's it's very expensive. It is. And it it has a weak toughness. And even yeah. it's it's not even hitting super hard. Like five is good, but it, it'll probably die after an attack and Yeah. It's like Noxious Gearhulk, except Way war what are you taught? It's nothing well, like Noxious, Noxious Gearhulk. Gearhulk. It has the same mana cost. And it's a 5-4, and it has Menace. That's the same as Noxious Gearhulk. It just doesn't do the kill a creature and gain life clause. <laughs> yeah, which is like, okay, if we remove that from Noxious Gearhulk, that card would see zero standard play, and it already sees only one of as a traverse target. Exactly, so this is this is that. Okay, here's what terrible. we'll do. Next season, you're going to build Jundelirium, and you're going to put this in. I'm not going to put this for in. For a one-up traverse target, and no. I'm going to put in Noxious Gearhulk. I would never do We're gonna that. We're going to see uh, which deck works better. Our next card is Kindled Fury. This is red, instant. Target creature gets plus one plus so and gains first strike till end of turn. I think it's a good combat trick. It's very cheap. Little bit of pump. First strike's helpful. I, I'm i not obsessed with it, but I, I think it's fine. Yeah, this really is built as a combat trick, not as a like, oh, this is a pump spell I can use to get an extra damage. No. Like, No, it really is something you want to use to try to, you know, beat your opponent in combat. Um, it... It's not my favorite because these kinds of tricks can go poorly in response to removal spells. Sometimes, though, the like the hand that you're dealt in your sealed pool is weak, and then you are forced to play creatures and combat tricks. And if in, you're having to run that deck, um, then this card is nice. Uh, the upside here is at least it's only a single mana, so it's really yeah, really cheap. Yeah, it's very cheap. Um, and oftentimes you'll be paying one mana to kill as long as you're not blown out to kill something that costs much more than one mana. Hopefully. So yeah, that yeah. that's nice. That's a nice touch. Next, we have Magma Roth. This is red three for a five five. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a minus one minus one counter on Magma Roth, and whenever you cast a non creature spell, remove a minus one minus one counter from Magma Roth. Okay, so this is four mana for a five five, and the downside is supposed to be it gets smaller every turn, but you can not have it get smaller if you have a spells archetype going on. Yeah. I do not like this. Uh, I don't either. I, I'm going to be honest. So my gut is that I don't like this card, and I'm going to be really hesitant to play it. Uh, I'm afraid that this card is actually pretty good, uh, and that maybe after playing with it, I will have my mind changed. Um, but right now, it feels like it needs too much. And like maybe it maybe it does. Like You play it as a 4-mana spell, it's a 5-5, five five, so it can block the following turn as a 5-5. Five five. Next turn, it becomes a 4-4, four four, so you paid 4-mana for a 4-4, four four, which is fine, very reasonable. Even when it becomes a 3-3, three three, it's still okay. Uh, it's not great at that point, but it's okay. Um, and then, you know, hopefully you can cast one spell and get it back out to a 4-4. Four four. Uh, but I do think it's misleading to think of it as a 5-5 five five for 4. Yeah. I think it's going to hover around a 3-3 three three or a 4-4. Four four, uh, because keep in mind that it's not you're not removing all the counters from it. Um, you're just only... One. Yeah, just one. Um, and there are other ways to remove counters, right? Like, you right. Can play, if you're playing green or green-black, Decimator Beetle removes them, uh, what is it, Hypotra's Mark or something, it removes minus one, minus one counters. So there's other ways to kind of take them away, uh, but I wouldn't be excited to do that. Um, so I think that this card is probably fine. Um, and It's fine in a, in, a, in a deck that can remove counters semi-reasonably, like if it has other ways or if it has a lot of spells, because... This is just going to kill itself in a couple turns. I don't think so. I think that if you're running like the standard count of like you have like six, seven spells, uh, you're going to be fine. This is going to do some stuff. 
Like, you'll probably be able to, like I said, it'll probably go down to a 4-4, maybe a 3-3, remove a counter. You've drawn, like, three or four cards at that point. Maybe you'll find another spell, remove another counter. Um, and it's going to hover around, like, a 3-3 and a 4-4. And I think it's probably going to trade off, because, like, recognize it, you'll probably be able to hit once with it and then just try to trade it off before it gets too weak. Um, yeah. Is, is my guess in, like, how this card is going to play. I sort of feel like if you can find the vanilla 4 for 4-4... Four, four, that's like a safer creature than this because like you said it's not gonna it, it's usually gonna hover below five so would you rather just have a vanilla creature that is always yeah, of course four? i'm just trying to evaluate this yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like you're right like a, a vanilla four mana four four i would probably prefer like almost all of the time yeah um but i i just think that like this card is not terrible as terrible as like i i thought it was on first like my first instinct was to say that this card is awful i don't think it actually is i think it's actually fine all right, I, I still hover closer to awful, but I I won't I won't look at people funny if they run it. Okay. In fact, they might uh, kill you. Then maybe you'll change your opinion about it. They kill you with it. Maybe, maybe. but you know, people have died to, to bad cards before. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, so our next card is Crash Through. This is red sorcery creatures you control gain trample until end of turn, and it lets you draw a card. The draw card part is super important. This is a single mana cantrip in red. Uh, and like, it's a cantrip that also allows your creatures to gain trample. It triggers prowess. It triggers uh, the removing of a minus one, minus one counter on the last creature. Um, so I like this card a lot. Uh, I don't think you want to like run a ton of them. But, you know, especially if you're looking to kind of maybe get through with some burly creatures, uh, then this <laughs> is great. Uh, I love that it replaces itself. Really important. And uh, in standard, I... I I think it's important that anyone, um, that, like, you just keep a note that, like, there's a red cantrip in standard. Like, a one-mana mm -hmm. cantrip in standard. Uh, because sometimes that ends up coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think my opinion of this card is a little torn because I I always think Trample is very powerful, but it's, I, I like it when it comes with a pump. Because if you're playing red, let's say you're playing, I guess you don't put this in aggressive But the deck. cost on this card is so tiny. Yeah. And it doesn't cost you a card. It it's sort of like it has mana. cycling for red. Like, if you do want to swing, you could just pay red, get a new card, do something else. Yeah, I mean, that's literally what it's doing. It's just like you're paying a red mana and giving stuff trample, and that's it. Yeah. Um, okay. So you don't lose a card, you don't lose it. Yeah, it's, it's I like nice. like it a lot. It's nice. Our next card is Burning Fist Minotaur. Red one for a 2 1. Aw, oh, 2 1. All right, 2 1, first strike Minotaur Wizard. Uh, you can pay red one, discard a card, and give it plus two plus so until end of turn. Hey, it has first strike, and it has a yes. nice trick built in. Yes. That that does help. I don't hate this. I just, I think, I think the play pattern with this card is like, you're like, oh, I'll attack with this. And they, uh, you know, hopefully they won't block because of threat of activation. And then they block, and you're like, oh, uh, I have to I use really it, fine. Want to protect so you'll it. discard a card, then they'll be like, kill it. Because it's a 2-1 that dies to everything. Literally so everything. So I, I don't love it. I think it's fine. Um, I think it's better in an aggressive deck. Yeah. Uh, but, and you know, you can certainly discard a desert. Yay, synergy. Eh. Uh, but yeah, not my favorite. Not my yeah. Favorite. I mean, and there are still, like, heck bent. You sometimes want one card in your hand in red. So sure. sometimes discarding can sort of be an upside. But sure. Yeah, I, I don't love it. Our next card is Blur of Blades. This is red one instant. Put a minus one, minus one counter on target creature. Blur of Blades deals... Blur of Blades. Sorry, I just love the name. Um, deals two damage to that creature's controller. Ah, okay. Minus one to a creature. 
permanently, and two damage to player. Hmm. I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I think it's too little uh, for what it's doing. Like, yeah, it's an instant and, like, kind of a combat trick-ish. Like, you'll pick off X1 sometimes, and sure, it deals two damage with your controller, um, but I, I don't I don't want to pay out, like, use up a card for two this. Mana two mana a and a card for this. I, even at instant speed. Uh, I don't think it's good enough. Yeah. So that's it for red. We're on to black. Uh, so our first black card is without weakness. This is black one instant. Target creature you control gains indestructible until end of turn, and it cycles for two. Okay. Th- this is the kind of black combat trick that we see. I like it better when it comes with death touch. <laughs> sure. That card was really good. <laughs> yep. But... Eh, I, I like it. I I kind of, well, actually, because I was mentioning Death Touch, if you have a little Death Toucher and you can block and people are like, oh, I'll just trade with the Death Toucher and, and that's fine or something. Yeah. And then you block and you get to keep your Death Toucher. Whoa, so good. Yeah, you do want to be careful that you use this defensively because if you use it aggressively, you can again get blown out because they cast a removal spell in response. Um, right. But usually someone's like, oh, you're like blocked and you're like, oh, I'll kill your creature. And you're like, haha, I've bested you again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in black, this is a nice like black counter spell-esque thing that also has upside in combat. And the fact that it cycles for two is really good because sometimes you just don't need a combat trick. If you are ahead, uh, I think you cycle this card because yeah, you, you totally don't need it. Don't need it. Um, and if you're way behind, it like you might also cycle this card. Yeah, it depends. If you have creatures that really could defensively block and trade, um, yeah. then you could instead save it with this. So that'd be worth it. But it, yeah, yeah, I, I like the cycle. So I'm glad that it has cycling on it because it's a trick that's not good in all board states. So. Definitely. And so cycling make it good all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it fine all the time. Yeah. yeah. Our next card is Moaning Wall. This is a black two zero five zombie wall. Zombie wall. Oh my gosh. This is really dark. That's pretty horrible. Flavor text is before the monuments, before the first trials, before Knock the Moon itself, Bull is called the plane of its adults in order to rebuild it for its own designs. Wow. So this is literally like Bull has killed all the people and put them in a wall. And there's zombie wall zombie now. Wall. All right. uh, in terms of limited, it's bad. Uh, three mana, zero five. Uh, this is too expensive when you can get a two mana, zero four, or a one mana, whatever the rate but is. But it has these days. cycling, Ryan. It doesn't matter. Uh, you're always going to cycle it. And if you there's a card that you are always, literally, always going to cycle, that means you shouldn't run it and you should run a better card. Instead. What if you have zombie synergies? Nope. Nope. All right. Nope. Next, we have Ruin Rat. Uh, Ruin Rat is black one for a 1-1 rat with death touch, and when it dies, exiles her card from an opponent's graveyard. I would play this. Yep, these are always good. Yep. These, like, 2-mana 1-1 death touch rats in black, uh, I love them. Yeah, that's all you need for death touch. It just yeah. needs to be a 1-1. I've often drafted, like, not often. There On occasion, <laughs> I've drafted, like, four of these. Uh, and then it's really fun, because you get to just sit there and, like, get to the late game and play Because they don't want to swing. Yeah, so I, I love these rats. Uh, the dies clause is nice upside and will yeah. sometimes be relevant and often will not. Right, but it comes on a thing that you want already, so Correct. it's just just pure upside. Our next card is Scrounger of Souls. This is black four for a three four horror with lifelink. Yeah, this was. I think there's another card similar to this. I think this card is all right. Uh, I really like the lifelink, and I like yeah. that it has four toughness. Uh, five mana is a lot yes. for a three four lifelink. So, um, I I don't know. What do you think? I, I sort of feel the same way. I feel like the rate for the body is not great. Um, but the three four is 
is a fine body. It's going to be able to block a fair amount of stuff. It's going to be able to kill when it blocks. And the lifelink, I think, is nice. That's what I really like. Is like, yeah, you're paying five mana for this, but it makes it harder for your opponent to like swing out and kill yeah. you because you're going to be gaining life. And this is also with four toughness, a creature that will probably be able to block repeatedly. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're going to gain a bit of life. And lifelink is nice. Uh, like, is is really nice thing to have and can swing. Races and can actually disincentivize people from attacking into this, right? Because they can't then race effectively. Exactly. It's it's funny because we often say like, oh, life life gain isn't so great or isn't very important, limited, right? Like I wouldn't run a card, I wouldn't run like an instant or sorcery that just gains new life because yeah. usually that's not worth it. But when it's attached to a creature and it's attacking and blocking, and people have to think about like, okay, I can deal this much damage, but you get to eat this creature and you gain life, so actually I fall behind if I attack. Yeah, like, it makes it harder for them to accept that they're going to trade off, like lose creatures and right. get in exchange for damage. Lifelink makes it much harder to, to do that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I'll have to see how it actually feels. Five mana still feels like a lot, but yeah. yeah. So next we have Vile Manifestation. This is black one for a zero four horror. Vile Manifestation gets plus one plus zero for each card with cycling in your graveyard, and it itself has cycling two. Um, I like this yeah. in two kinds of decks. I like it in uh, the, like, what's it called? Uh, Drake Haven ah. three mana, like, drain you... Uh, yeah. Like this is a this is a card that kind of goes in there. I think uh, the fact that it has cycling itself as well means that it synergizes with those cards. Yeah. Um, and I think the other deck that it can go in is like sometimes you're in the market for a as we said earlier a really cheap defender. This is a two mana zero four. We've seen that earlier. And the fact that this can get better uh, it has some nice upside is nice. And it cycles, which is you know yeah it's always good. No, I'm I'm actually a pretty big fan of this card because like you said it's a cheap defender, and I feel like. You know, if you have even just a couple cyclers, this can grow in the late game. Um, so it just gets better. Yeah, but really, if you only have a couple of cyclers, it's never going to be bigger than like a 2-4. A 2... It, oh, only the front end. I thought both ends grew. No, only the oh, front Okay. All right, all right. Still good, still good. Yeah, I mean, but, it's like, yeah. it's gonna either going to be a 0-4 wall for 2, which sometimes you want, or it will be something that's like actually pretty decently sized in that deck if you are drafting that deck. I don't right. think that deck is good. <sighs> Uh, but if you draft it, this, that you can play then this card. Then this goes in. Yeah. For standard as well, um, this card, I've heard it floated as a, an alternate win condition for the New Perspectives deck. Huh. Um, I don't yeah, know. it could be a huge front end. That's yeah, true. I'm not sold on it. I, I'm also just not sold on New Perspectives deck. I think it's <sighs> bad. It's so easy to like, root. Yeah, if you just you know counter like one thing they lose so i i don't love new perspectives at all uh this card maybe you play it i don't know i don't play that deck i haven't played against it very much so i don't i you know yeah next card is lurching rot beast black three for a four two zombie beast that cycles for a single black mana i don't like these i, I hate don't like cards. the two toughness i hate the they're the four mana four twos oh. sometimes they're good in formats i'm still reluctant to play them uh we'll see how this format kind of shapes up I'm very skeptical that a 4-2 for 4 will be good in this particular format because of the prevalence of Embalm things. Mm. And, like, it's so easy to block this. And then, you know, you're trading up on mana and tempo already, and then you just have to bring back your threat. Like, I don't think this card is going to be worth it 95% of the time. When do you think 4-mana four 4-2s four are worth it? Because usually I just think this is bad, but I I'm curious when you would think it was okay. Yeah, I mean, I forget what it was. I think there was a format, like... In the last year or two, they had a four mana four two in red 
maybe it was a 5-2, I forget, uh, that ended up seeing play because uh, you could load up these red decks on removal and then just hit them really hard. And the two toughness didn't actually matter because mm. you kept the board mostly clear. Um, and in that case, like it was, it was pretty decent, but I, I just, I, I think generally they're not good. And I think that per, in this particular format, they're even worse. Yeah. And the cycling does not save it. No. Our next card is lethal sting. This is black two for sorcery as an additional cost to cast lethal, lethal sting, put a minus one, minus one counter on target on a creature you control. Destroy a target creature. This is what we're talking about. I, where I said that removal is really good. This is a common. A three mana unconditional oh. kill something, at, even at sorcery speed, is awesome. Uh, and yeah. the, the quote unquote downside yeah. is often going to be an upside. So that's awesome. Yeah, this card is really really strong. I will I be running a lot of these. I didn't realize this is a common. People are going to see a lot of this. Yep. Um, I'm looking so. In white and black and red, there's a lot of sheep removal, and I'm yeah. going to be very excited if I pull a certain number of these to just play a removal deck. Yeah. Um, I, I love removal, so Ooh. I like this a lot. Looks good. Would pick highly. Absolutely. Our next card is Grizzly Survivor. This is black two for a 2-3 Minotaur Warrior. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, Grizzly Survivor gets plus 2 plus 0 until end of turn. Yeah. This is the same kind of, you know, we've always talked, we talked, we like all these cards that like have this, whenever you cycle or discard, something good happens because it makes combat a little bit trickier. Oh, it does. This only has three toughness, which means it's going to be easier and it doesn't pump its toughness. So right. it'll be easier to trade with than, uh, you know, that four, four that got plus two plus one and, you know, indestructible or horror of the broken lands. Right. Uh, and then the other one did indestructible. Uh, so this will be a little bit easier to trade with, but it's still nice. It's still a good card. And sometimes you'll be able to like. They will not block, and they'll be tapped out, and then you just cycle, like, three cards, and they die. Yeah. Um, it can also trade up, because, I mean, it's a three-minute totally. two-three, but if you have two cycle or two discard effects, you know, it, it can deal six damage to another creature. So it could be really nice defensively or aggressively. Yeah, and that's something that you do look for in your early drops, is they maintain their value in the late game. And this guy can certainly maintain their value in the late game, because, like you said, uh, if you have cyclers, it's going to be able to trade up with something that was much more expensive to play. Yeah. Next, we have Bane Whip Punisher. This is black two for a 2-2 human warrior. When Bane Whip Punisher enters the battlefield, you may put a minus one, minus one counter on target creature, and you can pay black and sacrifice Bane Whip Punisher, destroy a target creature that has a minus one, minus one counter on it. So again, uncommon, three mana, uh, four mana split between two costs, mm -hmm. uh, removal spell, awesome. Um, yeah. This is really flexible as well, because this says you may put a minus one, minus one counter on a creature, so you might want to put that on your own creature, you might want to put it on an opposing creature, you might not want to use one at all. And then um, you get to just sack it, just destroy something with a counter on it. So like they might already have something with a minus one, minus one counter right. on it, and you get to kill it. Uh, or this just sticks around uh, as a 2-2 two -two for a while. Anytime you you have these creatures that are like, a 3-mana 2-2 two -two is not an exciting card, but like sometimes um, you play it. It's filler. It's fine. Um, and the fact that it has upside of a counter is awesome, but then it has a really good ability for a sacrifice. This is like a cross between a spell and a creature. I love cards like this. They're so flexible, uh, and they're really strong. So I, I say pick this card highly. Yeah. I, I always love this kind of thing where you can block and then sacrifice and get the benefit and still have the, the creature blocked. So yeah. I feel like this creature just this does a whole lot for its mana. Absolutely. And it makes it impossible. Like, they can't remove this. If they remove that, they try to kill this, you just sack it. You just sack it and response. kill something else. Yeah, because the one mana for sacking is very, very cheap. So you're pretty much always going to be able to keep that open. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So that's it for black. On to blue. 
Your favorite Arf. color, Katie. Ah, uh, well, you know, I've played it here and there. <laughs> when you when you want to seem smart. When I, when I want to seem smart, that's there what you you, do. you know. If you want to seem smart, you play blue. Uh, so, anyways, our first blue spell is Spell Weaver Eternal. This is blue one for two one Zombie Naga Warrior. There's so many creature types on these creatures. Yeah. Anyway, Zombie Naga Warrior has prowess and afflict two. I just want a wizard lizard. I just want a lizard wizard. That's all I want. Give that to me, wizards. Maybe in the onset. Maybe. Uh, I don't like this. This is bad. Uh, two for a two one, we've said, is bad. Like, yes, this has a flick two. I don't want to pay two mana to deal two damage to a player. That's a really bad rate. And yes, it has prowess, but prowess doesn't matter because often you're only going to be able to cast one non creature spell in the turn, which means this is a three two, which means that whatever was blocking it is it's still, still going kill to kill it. it. So I, I don't like this card. Yep, agree. Next is Striped River, <laughs> Striped River Winder. It's blue six for a 5 5 serpent with hexproof, and it cycles for blue. So, first, the art. Yeah, so this bothers you, but it doesn't it bother me. A lot. me. It looks, I, to me, I look at this, I thought it, was, it looked like a cartoon. I think the art looks like a cartoon. Uh, so, I don't like the art. Second, 5-5 uh, five, five Hexproof for 7, decent. Not exciting, yeah. but decent. And in blue, uh, if you're, you know, you need a finisher and limited, this is what you will turn to. Yep. Um, and I, cycling. Cycling. Here's the most, and this is the most, I think, contentious part. This card, uh, in conjunction, I think, with some of the other blue cards that were printed in Amonkhet, is like, do you play blue in Living End? Because getting a 5-5 Hexproof, uh, and this is a one-mana cycler, in Living End is strong. Um, Mm. And I'm not sure, because it's not clear to me which color you cut. Uh, I think being able to cast Living End sometimes, or I should say suspend it, is good. So you want the black. Um, I think you want, you know, fulminators, uh, and so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what color you cut. I've heard arguments for uh, maybe cutting the green, or I I don't know. I don't know. But that conversation exists. I want to acknowledge it, uh, and I'm not uh, qualified enough in living end decks to say, uh, to go one way or the other. But something to note, people might be testing it, trying out some blue. Uh, Definitely makes it harder to, to answer. Um, still not good against board wipes, like you can board wipe mm. and kill everything, uh, but whatevs. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know this was in contention for that. I did love, I saw Archfiend Ishnir in Living End decks. Yeah. Doing some serious can... damage with minus one, minus one oh, counters. Yeah. It wrecks creature decks. If they ever, yeah, not coming back from that card. Yeah. Next we have Unquenchable Thirst. That's blue one enchantment aura enchant creature. When Unquenchable Thirst enters the battlefield, if you control a desert or there is a desert in your graveyard, tap Enchanted Creature. Enchanted Creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. Uh, so, hmm. um, th- again, this is kind of like a... If you have a desert, basically a pacifism, barring like any weird untap effects. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't control a desert... It's still decent. They're gonna get to one more use out of it. Um, additionally, keep in mind that this, as blue removal often does, it doesn't deal with any kind of static abilities or activated abilities. So it right. means that you're gonna remove the creature from combat, but you're not gonna do much more. Um, and if you're, yeah, so something to be aware of. Um, I do like it though. Like I will play this in blue decks, um, particularly if I'm not in one of the other removal colors and I'm looking to to fill removal. It's really cheap. Um, and it does remove an attacker and a blocker, so I, you know, I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I agree. Two mana is really cheap. I sort of suspect we'll see some people who 
again, maybe forget that it doesn't actually always tap things. Um, because I feel like that's... That battle for Zendikar land was dumb. Yeah. That caused so much it confusion. Keep something tapped, but it doesn't act- actively tap oh it. Oh my gosh, that card. Um, yeah, I mean, this is very clear about it. And, you know, hopefully you have a couple deserts that you can actively tap something. Yeah. Or they've just swung and you can put it on. I don't think but... this has the intuition problem that the Zendikar land yeah. had. Um, people will read this card. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, next one I'm really excited about. Okay. This is a common in blue. Unsummon is back. Oh, blue as a card. As a card. It's back. It's been been gone for a while, but it's blue instant return target creature to its owner's hand. Yeah. Here's the thing. This card is efficient. Uh, it is about as cheap as magic cards get <laughs> uh, for a, an instant speed effect that is pretty decent. Uh, so people will play this in limited, absolutely. And uh, this is even something to keep in mind that it is legal for standard. I don't know how many standard decks are gonna want it. Uh, but it like it doesn't get more efficient than this. Unsummon has seen uh, constructed play before, uh, so keep this in the back of your head. Cool. Is this the kind of spell that you think our hypothetical blue red control deck would want? No. No. No, absolutely not. Like blue red control. So strong. No, blue red control doesn't want to go down a card for no reason. Okay. Like this isn't card advantage, right? So in limited tempo, but not yeah. with it. And I, I'm. I'm harsh on these cards, even in limited. Like, I don't like playing unsummon effects because uh, I have a hard time giving up cards and going down card advantage. Um, but I think often it is correct to play these uh, if you are playing like a, a more tempo-based, like creature-based deck, um, and it does some really good stuff. Um, additionally, unsummon is great for saving your own creatures. It's great for re-triggering ETBs if you need to. Uh, it's just such a flexible card that like, yes, you might go down a card. You might not, not if you like, if you can use this optimally, I think often you will not go down a card. Uh, but um, I like it for its flexibility. It just, it just does so much, it's so cheap. So cheap. Yeah. So cheap. I like Unsummon. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Next we have Riddle Form. Riddle Form is blue one enchantment. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may have Riddle Form become a 3-3 Sphinx creature with flying in addition to its other types until end of turn. And you can pay blue two describe one. Oh my gosh it's happening sphinx tribal sphinx tribal uh this is the smallest is... sphinx i've ever seen it's yeah, a three, right? three 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 sphinx and it's only sometimes a sphinx i don't like this card um, no i really liked there was a card i want to say back in like i forget but it became an angel when you cast like a white spell or something Oh. And, like, it was really good. It was, like, a 3-3 flying angel or something. And, it, like, you had a deck of your plain white. So, like, you trade all the time. But, like, on average, people don't run enough non-creature spells to make this good. Uh, yeah. The rage is really strong. Two mana for a 3-3. But it's not often going to be a 3-3. Like, sometimes you'll also be able to get people because if you cast an instant, you'll be able to turn it into a 3-3 immediately and then, like, block something, which is cool. Right. Uh, but I think I, this card is just going to be dead too often for me to be excited to play it. And the scry one is nice. And if I anticipate going long or post board, we go long, really grindy. I could see myself bringing this in because being able to dump, you know, if you have nine mana, scrying one three times in a row, like that's a powerful thing to be able to do. It's a nice mana sink. Um, but I, on average, I probably won't run this card. Yeah, I agree. Our next card is Imaginary Threats. This is blue, blue, two, instant. Creatures. Target opponent control, attack this turn if able. During that player's next untap step, creatures he or she controls don't untap. I I love this. And cycling for two. I love this card. 
Tell it's us your so dream cool. scenarios. I don't care. I just think ah. this card is so cool. Uh, like, it's taking the major mechanic, one of the major mechanics, exert, and turning it against your opponent, right? Forcing all their stuff to exert itself. Um, and, like, you can just do... Forcing your opponent to attack into stuff is good. Like, obviously, bad when you're behind. Yeah. Okay? But at parity or ahead, uh, this card is really good. When you, when you're behind, just you know, cycle it away. Uh, if you're behind and close, this you if you can take a hit, yeah, then you, can win the you game. tap down their team. Yeah, you could win. This like makes all your creatures unblockable next turn. Yeah. Like yeah, they can deploy a blocker after combat, but it's not going to matter. And you can you know if you're forcing everything to attack, you're going to be able to you're going to set that up such that you can trade off with their threats. This right. is not something you want a lot of. I want to be clear about that. No. Um, but having one of these, uh, I really like this card. I like this card a lot. Yeah. It's very cool. I mean, it does. I, I think even if you're a like little bit behind, this could open you up. You get two almost free attacks. And this is going to, this is going to, I don't even know, like, this is a hard card to play around. Yeah, I mean, what, yeah, you, I don't know how you would play around it. You have to play your creatures. You will attack with the ones that make sense. You won't attack with the ones that don't. And you can't really do anything if they're forcing you to attack with them all. Yeah. I like this. I think this card is going to be a, quite the game ender in blue it reminds me a little bit of open into wonder which they cast for like a big chunk of mana and all of a sudden you just died it's <laughs> great uh next is cunning survivor this is blue one for a one three human warrior whenever you cycle or discard a card it gets plus one plus oh until end of turn and can't be blocked this turn yeah uh, two for a one three yeah this is always like grow its front end it doesn't have any... Oh, yeah, it can't be blocked. The two mana, one three with marginal upside is always like the card, the, like my 21st, 22nd card I end up putting in my deck. Uh, I'm not excited to do it. It is a two drop that blocks reasonably and like yeah. can a kind of attack later and deal some damage. Um, but I'm not... I don't like it very much. Yeah, I'm not excited about it. I still like... I wouldn't hate it and I would put it in to fill my curve. Sure. Depending on the, the strategy I'm trying sure. to run. Next, we have Countervailing Winds. This is blue 2. Counter target spell unless the controller pays 1 for each card in your graveyard, and it has Cycling 2. For each card in your graveyard. That is so weird. Uh, yeah. It's I mean... interesting. It's gonna be probably pretty bad on turn 3. Yes. <laughs> right? Which is is weird for a 3-mana counter spell. Well, yeah. And, and later in the game, you might not have that many cards in their graveyard, and they might have a whole bunch of lands, so... I feel like this doesn't work early, and it probably doesn't work that well late. Why doesn't it work? I think it works late. You think okay. it does? I mean, yeah, I feel bigger. like in limited. So I was playing the, the serpent that you need five cards in your graveyard to be able to attack, and I feel like sometimes I really struggle to get five cards no, in my graveyard. This is, if you have two or three, this is fine. This is like a you know whatever that card is called. Spell <laughs> spell shrivel or not spell shrivel than the other one that does it for three. Yeah, uh, like this. This card is fine. Uh, if you want a counter spell, it's fine, and it cycles. So counter spells. I I really like counter spells with cycling. Um, so I think it's fine. I don't think it's like a super powerful card that will warp the form, but it's good. It's like yeah. uh, if you want a counter spell in blue, this is a reasonable counter spell. Yeah, I I just particularly as a way to deal with large threats when particularly when you're in blue, you don't really have a way to deal with large threats on, sure, unless you sure. counter them on the way down. I just feel like I and people I have usually had... play on curve. Yeah, Until no. very, very late. It's true, but I, I just feel like I've had more trouble getting cards in my graveyard than I have expected sometimes in Limited. 
So Yeah, I just don't think you need many cards in your graveyard for this to, to be good. For this to be good. I think if you have two, it's fine. Three is okay. And once you're at four, I think it's it's, it's a like really, really good really card. Good. Yeah. yeah. Like, it will be bad very, very late and right. very, very early. But for the rest of the game, it's going to usually just be a three-mana counterspell. Right. And very, very late, you just cycle it. Yeah, very, very early. You can also cycle it if you want to. Yeah. Our next card is Avon Reed Stalker. This is blue three for a two three bird warrior. Has flash and flying. So the four mana for a two three flyer is a little bit expensive, but that's because it comes with the flash. And the flying. And the flying. It's a lot of, it's, those are two good abilities. Those are two really good abilities. Um, yeah. Expensive, but I still feel like I would play it. And yep. the flying is just so good. I will also play it. Uh, flash is just such a good ability. Yeah. ability and particularly with flying you'll be able to like oftentimes flyers you know like the next card we're gonna look at a lot of flyers are you know two small, twos yeah. uh, or two toughness and like it's easy to kind of snipe those off and the three toughness means that you are able to flash this in eat something um, and then start pressuring because it has flying so i like this card uh it's a common um, i don't think you want to go too heavy on these because four mana is significant for this pretty weak small body yeah small body um, but I, I like a couple of these. Keep your opponent guessing. Once they see one, they'll have to play around it in the other games, and that's always a nice thing to be able to do. It's just like the threat of those cards once they see them once. Definitely. Uh, is, is nice. Especially if you have more than one, and then they're like, oh, they played that. Now I'm, I'm safe to attack. And <laughs> you got the second one, so good. So good. Yeah. All right, our final blue card is Aerial Guide. This is blue two for a 2-2 Drake with flying. And whenever it attacks, another target attacking creature gains flying until end of turn. Yeah, I like this card. Yeah, I do too. It's uh, like Wind Drake, blue two for a 2-2 flying, has always been like a pretty playable card. And being able to give your Kozilek uh, flying uh, when you attack with him. I'm referencing yeah, uh, something yeah, that yeah. happened in a pre-release once. Uh, but yeah, being able to give big things flying is awesome. Totally. Uh, and... Like, this can beat down, and then when they're like, oh, I have a blocker for this, you're like, okay, I'll stop attacking. And then you play your 6-6, six, six, your 7-7, seven, seven, and you're like, I'm going to kill you. Sacrifice the, the aerial guide and uh, bring this giant thing into the air. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I really like the card a lot. Totally. Now we're into white. Unconventional tactics is white 2. Sorcery, Terry Puget gets plus 3, plus 3, and gains flying until end of turn. Whenever a zombie enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay white. If you do, return unconventional tactics from your graveyard to your hand. Oh, so this is kind of like the uh, cartouche in the trials, but with zombies, any zombie. And this is sorcery, not a cartouche. Yeah. Uh, so it goes to your graveyard. It's a one-time. Right, but you can get it back. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah, kind of like time. Riff's boon. This card is super weird. Like, it, it, it's yeah. very strange that it's a three-mana plus super three flying. I don't like that. It's a. It's not a great rate. Uh, and then, but like it repeatedly comes back if you have zombies randomly because why not? Yeah, I mean, but there's so many random zombies in this set. They're all like zombie naga yeah. warriors, zombie minotaur this, and and anything you embalm or internalize. Or I, I feel like there are enough random zombies coming around. You're definitely gonna get this back and get to play it multiple times. I I just don't know if it's it's quite worth it. I think flying is I just again so powerful and limited. But um, it's also a sorcery, though. It is a sorcery, so they see it coming, and it's three mana. So, but I, that to me might be the. I still, weak I would spot. try it to be honest. I would totally try this. I think um, you need eight zombies. Eight zombies for this uh, to to I, where I start looking at picking this more highly. I think less than that. Too often, like it, so, if you ignore the zombie clause, I think this is a bad card. 
Like, I wouldn't pay a three, play a three mana sorcery that gives plus three plus three and flying. Yeah. Um, with the zombie claws, the ability to do this, like, frequently, and, it, you know, you are paying white to bring it back, which means you have to play a little off curve. Um, but I, I like it as a way to break through in the late game. Yeah. Um, and that's a really th- powerful thing to be able to do. So I, I think once you're up to, like, eight zombies, uh, then I start thinking of this card more highly. Okay. And eight is my arbitrary yeah, count I, of zombies. Yeah, I was sort of going to ask you, but I figured you didn't. Really I don't know. Agree. It's like a gut thing. I feel like yeah. seven or eight zombies is where you are going to be able to start. So it's a little bit under a fourth of your deck, so you'll start being able to see, like, three of them per game, maybe, like, two to three per game. And that means that if you're yeah. playing this card, you'll be able to return it one to two times. So I, I think that that's a reasonable estimate. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm on board with that. This next is Solitary Camel. White 2 for a 3-2, and it has lifelink, as long as you control a desert, or there's a desert in your graveyard. Oh, I don't like 3-2 for 3. Even with lifelink. Yeah. Like, that, it's, it's, we don't know, I don't know how hard it's going to be to get a desert or a desert in your graveyard, but even with that, I like my lifelinkers, like the 3-4 from earlier, where they uh-huh. can kind of do it repeatedly, or threaten to do it repeatedly. A 3-2 lifelink is probably going to trade something and gain a little life, and it's just a little lackluster for 3 mana. Agreed. Yeah. I do really like, in the art... The bolus horns, the second sun is right in the middle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we're in the, the hour of devastation now. Yeah, so. he's back. Hopefully he's found us worthy. Mm. Next we have Jeru's Renunciation. This is white one. Instant tap up to two target creatures. Uh, and it has cycling for white. I never know what to make of these. Right? This I is... always hate them and then they always end up being, like, fine. That's sort of what I feel like. Like, off the bat, I don't... I don't love it. I'm like, okay, but this is a tempo play, right? You're tapping their stuff to get through, or you're tapping their stuff to protect you, or but it's just a turn. Like, it doesn't stay tapped, Yeah. and you're spending a card, but... Gotta remember, I guess, that, like, in limited card advantage is less important than it is in constructed. Sure. So, like, you can afford to do this. Uh, I just hate... I It drives me crazy. Yeah. And I, they're good. Like, they're, they're usually fine. And this is a common, so you'll be able to run it if you want. And it does cycle for white, so, yeah. like, if it's not the right time, you can get rid of it really cheaply. Right. Um, I mean, I see where this... At parity, I feel like this definitely has a place, right? Because... If your board's states are, are about the same and you can tap two of their creatures, suddenly your board probably is better than theirs. Yeah, even when you're behind this is okay. Like, you're going to be able to buy yourself another turn if you need to by tapping two creatures. Tapping their huge creature that yeah. can kill you. Yeah. Also, I like that according to the art, tapping a creature just involves pushing it down. Yeah, hardcore push. Jeru yep. is literally just pushing two Eternals down and uh, <laughs> that that's tapping them. Yeah, well, they're getting right back up, right? They're not tapped that long. Yeah. Our next card is Oketra's Avenger. This is white one for a three one human warrior. You may exert it as it attacks. When you do, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to it. This yeah, turn. this is one of those really good ones. Those really good like white aggro threats, like the uh, Gus Walker uh, and those other ones. Like it's so good because when when you can when they don't have a blocker, you get to just hit them for three. When they do, you get to go into the pattern of like swing exert. Okay, like you, I deal three damage. Then you take a turn off. Swing exert, deal three damage. Yeah. Because as long as they don't have something with four toughness, like this is always going to hit because they're not going to want to just sacrifice a creature to block this. Right. That is so funny because I was, up until I got to the prevent all damage, I was like three, two mana for three, one. This sucks. <laughs> but um, yeah, that clause is super relevant. Yep. I, I like this a lot, as you said, as the Absolutely. aggressive white creature card. Next we have Sandblast, which. Again, the removal is so good. It's white two instant. Deal five damage to an attacking or blocking damage. Damage? 
Oh, yep. two attacking or blocking. Okay, sure, that's white. Yep. Uh, I love it. Wow. Take it highly. Uh, it's going to kill most things. Isn't impeccable timing like three damage for three mana for to two attacking mana. her? For two, two mana. mana? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, this, the, and the difference between three and five is enormous. Like, impeccable yeah, timing oh, will damage? kill. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, will kill a decent number of things, but five damage. Kill. And five damage, anything that five damage doesn't kill, like, you can just chump it with, like, a two-one. And, right, and then get the extra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. So I'm just loving the cheap removal in the set. It's awesome. Yeah. Cheap strong removal. Our next card is Saving Grace. This is white one for an enchantment aura with flash. Enchant creature you control. When Saving Grace enters the battlefield, all damage that would be dealt this turn to you and permanence you control is dealt to enchanted creature instead. And that enchanted creature gets plus zero, plus three. Yeah. So cards, cards a little weird. Yeah. It'd be great if it was enchant any creature. Be incredible. Oh, you do all the damage to yourself. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, as it stands, uh, it's interesting because let's say that usually it's going to be enough damage. I don't know. I usually guess it depends what creatures. Like, how many good high toughness creatures do you have? Because I think you want the creature to live usually. Um, because right. if you are basically paying two mana. And sacrificing a creature to prevent you're damage. spending two cards like you better be killing a good chunk of their th attackers and like if you're doing that they're probably not attacking in the first place um so i think saving grace is an odd card and again you don't have to use it for um its ability you can also use it as like it is a plus three plus plus zero plus three um which is is nice but i wouldn't run a two mana plus zero plus three. No, neither would I. Flash, even at instant speed. And you you have to use the ability too. So like if you're doing yeah, it in yeah. combat, like it's gonna be awkward. But yeah, I mean it's it's two mana for fog, but potentially you have to sacrifice a creature. Yeah. But if you don't have to sacrifice a creature, you have a very high toughness creature left behind. Yeah. It's interesting. That's a decent way of looking at it. A fog for two mana requires you to sac a creature. Right, unless you. Um, but it's not even a fog. It's never been damage to you. It's been damage to your permanent. It is to you and permanence you control. Oh, you're right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's a f yeah. It's a fog, but it's a one-sided fog, right? So if they're attacking, you can block really effectively. Yeah. It's like all your creatures have indestructible or something, so you can like double block and do weird things. I think this is going to be deck dependent, but usually bad. Yeah, we'll but see. I, it can do some stuff. I it's a weird card. I think cards like this are kind of. Hard to evaluate because we, have, we haven't seen the yeah we haven't seen anything yeah. super similar to it. Yeah. Next we have disposal mummy, which is white two for a two three zombie jackal. When disposal mummy enters the battlefield, exile target card from an opponent's graveyard. I sometimes you need a twenty third card, which is a two three mana two three, and most of the time you don't. So yeah, the exiling a card will sometimes be fine, but usually I think it's like it's just not very good. Yeah, I think we've discussed. Even in this format with all the Eternalize and Embalm stuff, usually exiling stuff from their yeah. graveyard is not not worth that like, worth it. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it to think of it as like a significant upside. It's usually not. Right. This is really just three mana for two three. Yeah. Which is Subpar. a curve filler if it must be. Subpar. Yeah. Our next card is uh, white two for Dauntless Aven. It is a two one bird warrior with flying. And whenever it attacks, untap target creature you control. So this is like, at worst, a 2-1 with Vigilance and Flying for white 2. Because you can untap itself. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm a little, 
I, the one toughness is what's getting me. I know. I feel like it's supposed to draw you into playing these exert creatures, and then you can you feel like, oh, I can untap the exert creatures, and this is flying. So the one toughness doesn't matter because they so won't weak. have flyers. Yeah, it's just going to... I mean, if they have no flyers, if they can put one minus one minus one counter on it, I, I just feel like there are a lot of ways to answer this that... Yeah. I do think, like, if they're low on flyers, I think this card is fine. Like, flyers are always good and limited. Yeah. Um, but... I'm a little hesitant. I'd be a little hesitant to play it. Uh, I think when you have more Xur creatures, you start to play this a little bit more highly. Uh, but I, no, not my not my favorite card. Yeah, this is might like, be a sideboard. This card, is good I with think. some of the Xur, like the Gus Walker, the three one that prevents damage. Like being able to use those repeatedly yeah. is pretty nice. So I maybe but you want this in a more be... aggressive. Yeah, but it might only be one repeat because this is probably going to die. Then it. They have to. They have so to it's have weird a flyer. because they have to have a flyer, or they have to or spend they... a removal spell on this. And I probably don't mind if they're killing this over one of my other like actual threats. But if they're splendid agony and they do this and something, they have on one another... card. Yeah, one agony is one card. I, I know, but it's like just a in good general, card. well, yeah, it, it and is it's a good that card, common. But you can't evaluate every card in terms of like the, well, how good is it against splendid agony? Especially now we're only opening one pack of, yeah. of Amonkhet. So Dauntless Aven, I think, if especially if you want to be doing a lot of attacking, uh, I like Dauntless Aven. If you're not going to be doing a lot of attacking, I don't think you should play it. Agreed. Next we have Aven of Enduring Hope. This is white four for a 3-3 flying bird cleric. When Aven of Enduring Hope enters the battlefield, you gain three life. Uh, five mana for a 3-3 flying in white is a rate we've seen before, and it is usually fine but not exciting. Um, sometimes if you don't have many flyers, uh, you're kind of forced into playing this. It's The life gain is fine. It's a nice thing. Um, but a 3-3 three, three is like a clock. Yes, it's very expensive, but it will actually pressure your opponent, and it can stonewall a couple of flyers that you might see. Yeah, actually a good number. Of, I mean, a lot of the flyers we've seen tonight are two. two twos, two three, like two yeah. ones. So, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, not great, but um, flying. And our last card. Last card, Katie. Yes, this is White One, Act of Heroism. It's an instant, untapped target creature. It gets plus two, plus two until end of turn and can block an additional creature this turn. So this is kind of like the True Heart Duelist in spell form. Right? Yeah, there you go. True Heart Duelist as a spell. <laughs> um, what do you think of this? I... So it's a combat trick. I guess you're hoping that it will be a removal spell, right? Like, it's it's... Clearly to be used defensively, I think. Mm -hmm. Or, I guess you could be untapping an exert creature and then swinging with it again. Sure. Actually, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, I, I know I've never been sold on the, like, ooh, I'm going to pick untap cards more highly because of exert. I, rarely happens, at least in, in my experience. Yeah. Um, I think usually, like you said, this is going to be something where you try to untap a blocker and then you're going to, like, two for two them surprise because yeah maybe maybe yeah. You two for one them um i think it's fine i don't like it very much i'd rather just play removal yeah i like i kind of like the combat tricks we've seen in red and black better than this one i think yeah uh i and i do think like you have probably have better options in white um for for, for instance yeah. yeah but sometimes sometimes this is makes sense to play yeah and that's it and that's We're it. Done. So that is the full spoiler for Hour of Devastation. So what I want to do before we completely go away until Ixalan, you know, for next season, is I want to hear, Katie, what do you what are your top five constructed cards from Hour of Devastation? 
Alright, I don't think I will get to five cards that I'm super excited about for Constructed, but I have a couple favorites that I definitely want to try to brew with, and I, I'm excited to see me or other people okay. fit into decks. So obviously, Samu the Tested is a shoo-in. I mean, I, that's just a great card. Needs Power no level testing. is so high. Power level is insane. Yep. Probably needs a ban. Next Gideon, Allies, and a card. No, so I'm I'm pretty excited about the Scarab God. Uh, I think we discussed when we were looking at that spoiler, I don't think it fits in the black, um, mono black zombies build. And I don't think mono black zombies is going to be very good if blue red control becomes very popular after this, um, this new set. But I sort of have a hope for it. As you mentioned, in like a mid-range deck or in a blue black emerge with like prize amalgams and zombies and stuff i don't know i just i want a home for it i think it's a pretty cool card um so that's that's card numero uno um i will say a card i am not very excited about is hour of devastation because why not because i play creatures i don't play control no, you're doing it wrong yeah well that that such as such as life mm-hmm. um i think liliana's defeat is really cool sideboard card uh, I don't know if I'll be playing it, but I'm excited about it. Again, I'm kind of excited about the blue-red or blue-black Emerge shell with Deep Fiend. So I'm looking at Champion of Wits, which is the blue 2-2-1. Two, two, when it enters, you uh, draw 2, discard 2, and you can internalize it. So it's kind of a nice Emerge target there and, um, you know, dumps cards in your graveyard. So... I kind of want to test that. I never really got to play with that deck, but I saw it play and I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And uh, I I think having not deck. played it, that this would be a great fit. So sure. um, excited about that card. I'm also really excited about Solemnity. Um, I don't even play white right now. But you love snack. No, but I want to defeat other people's snacks. Uh. And Teamer Energy. I found Teamer Energy a very challenging match. Like, I think they, I don't know, their threats are, are really efficient. They're aggressive. They're, they have hex proof. I don't know. I feel like they're very challenging. So I just want to get rid of their energy and like screw them over a little bit. So yeah, I'm excited about this as a sideboard card against energy and snake. Okay. Yeah. And I think those are my, my top couple cards from this spoiler. Okay. How about you? Uh, my top, are, I think the top card for standard, I'm going to do standard first. Standard, Hour of Devastation. Um, it will help to put blue-red back onto the map as a competitive archetype. Uh, it's It's been climbing up anyways recently, but I think that that card is really what's going to put it ahead. Uh, interestingly enough, my uh, two other of my picks for Constructed, uh, Abrade and Supreme Will, are mm. also for blue-red. Oh, I'm going to be honest. I think Abrade is actually a little bit overhyped uh, because everyone's talking about it as a Harness Lightning replacement. And I played a lot of blue red, and heart like heart of Kieran was never my problem, right? My problem was like my threats didn't line up. My, my answers, sorry, didn't line up correctly with the threats uh, necessarily. And like, uh, yes, a braid lets you like line up a little bit better because like now you can hit some creatures and you can hit any artifact. But honestly, the only artifacts I've needed to answer have been creatures, and I've never had a problem with Harness Lightning. Like, you run four Aether Hubs, you run four Glimmers of Genius, you have four Gearhulks to flash back Glimmers of Genius. Um, I've never had a hard time getting to, like, four energy, uh, sorry, up one energy with the Harness Lightning to kill a Heart of Kirin. Um, and then in the late game, when you they're playing Gearhulks that you want to kill, 
Harness Lightning deals with those. I think Harness Lightning and Blue-Red Control is very close to Terminate. Um, so I think a Braid is a little overhyped. And I know I'm not going to actually be testing uh, or trying, like, I've heard some people saying, oh, I'm just cutting the Lightnings in favor of a Braids. I think that's going to be a mistake. Um, yeah, I, th I think you're right that cutting them all is a mistake. But I don't think... I think it's worth testing. I mean, you said, like, oh, you can use Harness Lightning to deal with Gear Hulks. Braid does that, too, for, I mean, the same amount of mana. But, but what I'm saying is, like, the weakness of a Braid is that it doesn't deal with non-artifact creatures well. Yes. Like, if they go turn two Snake, turn three Rishkar, oh, yeah. dang it. Suddenly, everything is out of range. I don't have, yeah. That's so bad. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I like to be able to answer things, and Harness Lightning, for me, has been almost Terminate all the time. So... I'm I'm a big fan of Harness Lightning, uh, and I, I'm going to continue to run it over a braid. I'm not saying a braid shouldn't be a braid should be tested. I will probably test it as like a two of to start off with. Yeah, um, I'll probably like cut two magma sprays or something for it. Um, and yeah, I just think it's I think it's overhyped because I think Harness Lightning is is that good. Um, second, Supreme Will, that card I do think is really good. Uh, that's the three mana counter spell that lets you impulse uh, if you'd like instead. It's the modal one. Um, I think oh, yeah. that card is is really strong. Uh, it's a nice counter spell. Uh, I think that maybe you cut a disallow for one, uh, or you go you're like some builds are running four disallow, one void shatter, cut the void shatter, and maybe one disallow for two of them. Um, but I, I do like that spell. Uh, it, it seems really good. Uh, so I, I like those three, and those are all blue-red cards. Um, other cards that I like, I also like the Scarab God. Uh, I think the Scarab God is the best of the three gods, uh, and I like it in, I think I've said this before, Black-Green Delirium. Um, I want it in a deck that's going to fill up its graveyard and give me lots of targets for its four-mana ability. Uh, it also has the best rate, uh, I think. Or, I'm sorry, it doesn't. Scorpion God beats it. Uh, but five-mana, so like, Locust God, right? Six-mana, four-four bad yeah flying that who cares i know scarab god five mana five five good uh, additionally five mana five five with like a lot of relevant abilities like a five mana five five that is hard to kill uh yeah. permanently that produces card advantage uh easily by just paying four mana uh, and then also gives you like you get to scry and drain like, it's really doing two more things there, too. Whereas I think, like, Scorpion God is much more awkward. Uh, like, you have to pay three mana to put a counter on something. Like, yeah, like, maybe you'll get to draw whatever, maybe. But I think that, like, on average, Scarab God is going to uh, be doing more for you. Uh, so I'm excited for it in that Black Green Delirium Shell. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, so those are four, and I have to pick, like about one more um i'm actually with you katie i think that uh the three mana creature that lets you uh draw two and discard two what's that called I keep forgetting the name of it um but i think champion of wits um i think that card is nice i really like it for blue red emerge as well um that could that could help to play a big role um other constructed cards i like uh well let me finish santa before i go into into modern um, I do think that Nicol Bolas is, is overhyped. Uh, I, for seven mana, it just doesn't, I don't think it does enough. Um, and the mana already is not, like, 
yes, you can play Blu-ray Control and you can splash black. Okay, you can. You're already running four Ether Hubs. You're running a ton of card draw. Um, you can maybe put in, you know, put in the red black cycle land and put in like a, I don't know, sunken hollow, and you'll be able to cast Nicol Bolas. There will be more games where you're having mana issues, and already that's kind of one of the ways that you can lose on blue red. Um, but I just don't think the payoff is worth it. Nicol Bolas is, uh, like, I, I just think back. The last time I played a really expensive Planeswalker in a standard deck was Ugin. Ugin. In uh, Esper Control, right? And Ugin, if you got to 8 mana and played an Ugin, the only reason, uh, like, you, everything was gone. Yeah. That was that was what you wanted. You wanted, uh, an, at 8 mana, something that could pull you back if you were behind, uh, or win you the game if you were at parity or ed. And Nickel Bolas doesn't do that. Nickel Bolas in a control deck, I'm not excited about it in a control deck. Uh, and I, I'm not sure the mid-range deck exists uh, for this card to be really good, uh, where I, I think it would probably be better than in a pure control deck. So Nicol Bolas is, I might test it in, like, I don't know, in some mid range deck. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not super excited about Bolas. I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh, other cards to keep an eye on for constructed Razaketh. Love Razaketh. Mm-hmm. Such a cool card. It might end up being like that. It doesn't have a home, and that would make me sad. But power levels through the roof. And here's the thing, Katie. We made fun of it a lot. Okay. Crested Sunmare. Uh. Okay. Five mana, five, five is a fine rate. And if you can incidentally turn this on, uh, it's a Dragon Master outcast, but like kind of better in some ways and worse in other ways. Worse uh, in most ways, but uh, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, but outcast is rotating soon. Mm. Um, and like they're going to play very different roles, certainly. Yeah. Whereas Outcast, you know, mostly soft play and like Blu-ray control. Yep. Um, but I think that what Crescent Summer is doing, pretty strong. So I would not immediately discount it. I mean, I, I'm going to immediately discount it, but like it's something that I'm going to keep in the back of my mind. Uh, as someone we else might try move to play to the it. Format. Yeah, someone else might try to play. Someone it. not you. Um, and I guess like Ronus's last stand, maybe sees some play. Uh, we'll have to see if uh, five four is good enough. Oh, um, that's the two mana. Oh, I like that. Oh, I yeah. hope that's you. You had that one, okay? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Again, yeah. I'm just I'm really devastated by the hour of devastation. I sure. just I don't know where mid range decks go from here. So, yeah. I don't know if yeah. And I like. Uh, we'll start to move into modern here as well. But uh, the sideboard cycle: Gideon's defeat, Liliana's defeat, Jace's defeat. Uh, I like all of them. Um, th- well, I like those three. <laughs> I should say. Uh, I think Liliana's defeat in particular is really good and might see, uh, could see, maybe see some modern play uh, as well. And moving into modern, I think uh, the top cards for modern are I like Liliana's defeat, I like Uncage the Menagerie, um, and I like, uh, because that just lets you get the Devoted Druid combo uh, for X equals 2. Uh, and then I like uh, Claim to Fame. Uh, and I don't know if Claim to Fame actually has a shell because. Uh, you know, I, I think I said that I think it would be better in Jund because they have more targets for claim. Right, that's um, the split card claim is the black one that gets creature back. Yeah, so Grixis Shadow has fewer targets, but I think the card is strong, um, and and I think it's it's certainly modern playable. Uh, it might not get played, but it's it's playable in modern. So I think that's it. Those are that's I think a review of uh, Hour of Devastation. Thank you to all of our listeners who stuck with us through uh, a lot of exciting spoilers. Um, and we're looking forward to playing the pre-release next weekend. 
Uh, and seeing how our our predictions shake up. Yeah, and you know, hopefully uh, you guys will do the same. Thanks again to New England Comics. Uh, you can check them out on NEC Coolidge on Facebook and Flipside Gaming at flipsidegaming.com uh, for their support throughout the season. And with that, I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, Spoiler season. season. We'll see you in Exelon.